Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. You're listening to Equipped to Be, and I'm your host, Connie Albert. So glad that you've joined us in season three, whether you're in the carpool line or you're folding laundry or cooking dinner, whatever it is that you do when you listen to your podcast. A lot of times I listen to podcasts when I am working out. So whatever you do, I'm so glad that you have tuned in to Equip to Be. A few weeks ago, most of you may know this because you've seen me post on social media and such that I do a lot of television and radio contributing type work. So I'll be an expert contributor on topics. And recently, I was contacted by the show producer to do a segment on sleepovers. Now, as I prepare, whenever I have a a television segment to do, you know, you prepare and you prepare, and I way over-prepare. Even if you have a great relationship with the anchors that are interviewing you, you never really know where the conversation will go, so I try to be more than prepared. I do the same thing when I'm getting ready to speak as well, which my speaking season is going to be cranking up here, and I will be all over the country keynoting in various cities and in Canada. So you can go over to ConnieAlbers.com, and I'll have a list of those places that I'll be keynoting. And while I'm keynoting, I also do other workshops and featured presentations as well. So I think I've got like 28 or so presentations. But this one just caught me on sleepovers. One, it's that time of year, America's spring break season. And that just means lots of opportunities for kids to want to hang out with their friends because school is out. Or you may be listening to this over the summer on a replay. And it just got me thinking, do you allow your kids to sleep over or not? I will just emphatically say, I do not like when people push their evil, their wrong, don't ever let your kids do them. I, I just have a hard time with anybody who just does you know, directives like that because your family is unique. And what works for some families don't work for others. So I'm not here to tell you, don't ever let your kids do a sleepover. And I'm also not here to say, Always let your kids have a sleepover. There's a balance. There's a mix. And we're going to dive into that because a four-minute television segment, even if you talked at record speed, you still couldn't really do justice to such an important topic. So that's going to be what we cover in today's episode of Equipped to Be. What about the sleepovers? Should we or shouldn't we allow our children to partake in them? So I want to first start off with What's the arguments for them? Where do you stand on it? I want to know. Email me, Connie at ConnieHalbers.com. I want to hear what are your thoughts? What's your position? Before we go into the details of it, let's think about when you were a kid and you did a sleepover. What happened? You probably talked about people. You probably ate a ton of sugar. You probably stayed up all night long and were (laughs) grumpy and useless the next day. Maybe you snuck out of the house and maybe you played some shenanigans. Maybe you did things you shouldn't have done. Maybe you pulled pranks on some of the other kids that were there. I don't know. But those 
kind of go hand in hand with what happens to sleepovers. You watch movies you probably shouldn't watch. Not always. And, you know, don't send me a bunch of mail of, you know, no, that never happened to me. We never did that. Okay, there are exceptions. But the rule is that those kind of things typically happen. But there are some things. I'm going to highlight some of the pros and cons of sleepovers. Because before we just say a definitive statement, oh, absolutely no, or always yes, let's talk about the pros and cons. So there are pros and cons of sleepovers. I mentioned a few of them. Some of the pros are social development. Children do learn important social skills at a sleepover. Now, let's be really honest here. For the last few years, our children's lives have been severely disrupted, not by their fault. And I don't care what country, I know we have listeners from around the world, it doesn't really matter. Disruption happened, and it's been happening for the last few years. People are more edgy. People have lost some social etiquette. They've lost decorum. They are behind their screens. They have gotten more abrupt in their speech and language, maybe less empathetic to the human condition and the plight of what others have gone through. That's just a truth and a fact. So the pros being social development is that children do learn some valuable social skills. If your children are in a classroom or they're in a co-op or they're in a sport or a music class or a fencing or some sport of any kind or a club of any kind, usually those gatherings are what? They're structured. They're formal. There is an agenda. Agenda not in a derogatory way, but an agenda in a we're going to start at this time. We're going to practice these skills. We're going to perform these, you know, skits. We're going to practice and rehearse, whether it's theater or whatever it is. We're going to be doing this and we're going to rehearse and rehearse and practice and practice. And then we'll go over drills. We'll listen to whoever the instructor, the coach, the teacher is. And then We'll take about a 10-minute break every now and then, and then we'll get back at it. And then parents will be there to pick up the kids, or the parents are there sitting in observing. But that's the nature of it. It's not a lot of socializing. It's There's an objective, there's an agenda, there's something they're trying to work on and get better at. And that's important to understand, because when a child develops socially, when they get together and there's not a structure, there's not a, hey, this is the goal we have to achieve then it creates this relaxed environment and it provides an opportunity you know, for them to learn to interact with their friends without having a formal structure. There's an importance to that. And here's an example. They can play a board game as long as they want or until somebody wins or loses or everybody gets tired of it. They can watch movies and eat popcorn and yes, have junk food. They can watch good movies something that's interesting to all of them. They're not all going to be horror movies. They're not all going to be, you know, political agenda movies. There's some good ones out there. They're going to giggle and chat and talk and share dreams and hopes. There's this sense of fun independence. And kids do benefit from that. Kids usually love sleepovers because it gives them a chance to have fun with their friends. Like I said, playing games and watching movies, those create what I call defining moments, lasting memories. Yes, they can be some traumatic ones, and I'll talk about those in the cons, but they can actually be 
some endearing times where if it's a close group of friends, more particularly young girls, then they may share something that, you know, their parents are going through. They may share something that they're struggling with. Maybe it's a struggle with an eating disorder or peer pressure or something happening at school or at their church or with with others. And they kind of come together like kindred spirits, much like what you and I do when we get together with, say, a girlfriend or uh, some close friends of ours. Those lasting memories for a child can serve them well for years to come. They can learn to trust each other. They can learn to respect. They can learn what it's like to be cared about, listened to, affirmed, believed in. You know, letting kids attend sleepovers can help them develop that sense of independence that I can do this, I can stand on my own. I don't have to say yes to whatever's being done. They learn to take responsibility by making decisions and solving problems, you know, without you standing right there. It builds trust in positive activities that do happen outside of school and or extracurricular, you know, choir or band or the different functions like that. Those are important for every relationship, but they start in the childhood years. So when we allow our kids to attend sleepovers, there is a certain trust that happens. First, trust in the group that they're going to be with. There's a trust between you and your child that they can trust you to come to you if something doesn't go right, but you can trust them to be responsible and to be wise and to be not foolish and silly. They may do silly things, but nothing that would be hurtful or harmful to themselves or others. Now, when we we talk about all of this as context of relationships, allowing kids to have those types of interactions really demonstrates a child's ability to make wise decision, and it tells them that we trust them, and we trust their peers. There's something to be said about that. How many times have you ever done that? Now, I'm just going to say, I know that this conversation will come up as we kind of unpack this a little bit more. Those are the cases, the benefits of a sleepover. But what are the cons? Well, usually we can immediately say, because there's a big crowd now. I was doing some research. The New York Times ran a piece on how more and more parents are not allowing sleepovers, and for good reason. So let's just talk about those. Safety. Safety concerns are real. There are a concern that their kids might be picked on, might be bullied, might be made fun of, not in a kidding way, but in a, in a cutting with an, a motive to hurt or harm a child. Children can be lured into a false sense of a friend so that those friends can then kind of get that child away from their normal peer group and or out of their school or sports, and that your child can become a target in some senses. That can happen. That's real. And we want to know that. Parents really are concerned. I know I was always concerned about my child's well-being. <laughs> it would, and we'll talk about this, but it was not unusual for me to make a quick phone call, to do some searches, to ask around, to talk to my children. And we'll break that down in a minute. But that's the con, because we can't guarantee our child's safety. And there could be, um, like I said, issues with bullying. Maybe your child opens up and shares something and Maybe just one of the kids decides that your child is an excellent target for bullying and they start spreading rumors or they share what that child shared 
online and it goes viral or they start making fun of him or they tell all the kids at school or in their co-op or in the church. And it was a very personal matter. And remember, just like a pro to a sleepover can be builds trust, the con could be shatters trust. There is legitimate concern that we have to wrestle through as a mom and a dad. The other is inappropriate behavior. You know, that they are doing something they shouldn't be doing with others they shouldn't be doing it with. Exposure to drugs and alcohol, real, ever-present. Because there's always that someone, maybe your child, probably not, that has access to drugs or alcohol, and there are others, and maybe your child, who would be willing participants or go along because, hey, you go along just to have friends, you don't want to rock the boat or anything. Those are a real issue for parents to consider. That is a con. And see, parents, we have to trust that the host and their parents are going to ensure that our children are safe, but that can only go so far, right? Another is sleep deprivation. Like we all know, our kids aren't going to sleep if they spend the night somewhere. I mean, we don't. Uh, My girlfriends and I will get together and we'll go away for like a weekend getaway, one or two nights away. Not the whole group, but a couple of us will usually stay up way too late talking and we feel it in the morning. And so do our kids. Oftentimes we stay up late, we talk, we have private conversations or we're watching movies and the end result is tiredness, grumpiness, irritability, and the next day they're just not a pleasant person. Their decision, which would be a poor decision, would impact the next day for you and whatever else they have going on for the next day or two to recover. It also disrupts a routine. Now, Of the disruption to routines, that is a very personalized thing. Some of you are highly routine. Some of your children are very regimented and routine-oriented, and some aren't. They're just kind of, hey, whatever. You know, there's no real scheduled bedtime or get-up time. We just kind of do our thing. And But there can be a disruption to the routine, how the child eats. It can be how the child sleeps. It can be what the child does as a normal pattern to their life. Which, you know, when that happens, it, again, kind of goes back to the sleep deprivation, health issues. You know, if you're eating too much junk food, they really might not feel well. They might get sick in the middle of the night. They might be sick the next day or two. And another con would be exclusion. Not all children are invited to sleepovers. And that leads to the feeling of being excluded, which is why so many children are willing to do things that they wouldn't normally do because they don't want to be excluded. For most of you that are listening, some of you that are listening will be like, "Eh, I don't really care. But most of us want to be included. We want to be part of something. Our children are no different, which is why the dynamic of social interactions is important for our children to learn the subtle nuances that go with interacting in settings that aren't necessarily scheduled or agenda-driven. But it is essential that All the children feel like they're included in social activities and not left out. So overall, let's just say sleepovers can be fun. They can be memorable. They can be experiences your children will treasure forever. And the parents need to weigh those benefits and disadvantages. I mean, that's just the way it is. Very rarely did our kids go to sleepovers at other people's houses. We had a lot of sleepovers at our house. And you may be thinking, well, that's like a double standard. No, it isn't. And I'll go into why. And maybe your family will come up with something rather creative like that as well. Before you just say we are an always or never, let's 
talk about the settings of it and what is good for our children. Remember, we want our children to learn to be their best and we need to bring out their best. And by bringing out their best, we have to know our kids. There's this saying, hey, we want to set our kids up for success. Well, we do. And this is one area, the social dynamic, the social skills, the soft skills. That is an area where we want to be mindful and not just overlook it completely or not consider it at all. So communication is key. Whether you are a pro sleepover or you're a never sleepover, (laughs) you're either for them or against them. Well, communication for your point and why is key, as well as setting the clear expectations of what you expect from your children if they're gone from you or what you expect from children if you host a sleepover and then set up the boundaries. And those boundaries, again, goes back to communication, what is permissible and what is not. A lot of what we can do to help create those moments for our kids that are memorable is that we can just mitigate potential risks and we can ensure that a sleepover is a positive experience for everyone. So as I said, we were not big pro going over to other people's houses for sleepovers. And here's why. One, we have a large family and it was really hard. I couldn't have, you know, five kids running to five different places. Also, all of our children were involved in some form of extracurricular, whether it was basketball or soccer or music. And so we usually had something because most sleepovers happen on Friday night or like I said, during spring break. And we had a lot going on on the weekends. And if you had a game, let's say, you know, my kids had a basketball game Saturday morning or a soccer tournament we had to be out of town for, we had to leave early Saturday morning, they could not do a sleepover and they could not not get sleep because not only would they be grumpy and tired, but they wouldn't be able to give their team their best performance, their best effort because they'd be sluggish. So, That was some of the thoughts that went into why we stayed very busy. It wasn't a bad busy. It was what we did with our children to build our family. I want to encourage you right now. There are so many voices out there telling you, do this, do that. This is what you should do because we did it that way. I'm not telling you not to do sleepovers or to do sleepovers. I'm just going to lay out the case the pros and the cons, we're going to break them down, and then you're going to pray about it, and you're going to decide. Because in the end, you're the parents. And we had a busy schedule by design, on purpose. Doesn't mean our children didn't have outside time. They had a ton of outside time. We just considered the risks of certain activities and functions, and then we built a schedule, a life, that was conducive to the goals that we have for a family. Just listen to that. You're building your family. What will it look like? How will it operate? What will the dynamics be? What characteristics are going to be unique to you? What character qualities do you want to instill in your children? And what do you do that can best keep them safe without feeling socially awkward, without feeling excluded? Those are some of the things to consider. In this episode, we have covered the pros and cons of sleepovers. And like I said at the beginning, don't make a declaration of always and never, because typically that's not how we parent. That's why I wrote Parenting Beyond the Rules. I mean, we establish certain guidelines and our family values and practices 
that work with our family, but as your family grows, as your children mature, you may find yourself reconsidering some positions that you took, so to speak. So avoid the always never, like we're always going to do sleepovers or we're never going to do sleepovers. You may limit them. And next week, when we cover part two of sleepovers, what's right for your family, let's wrap this episode up with some things for you to consider. For you, mom and dad, why are you opposed or even hesitant for your child to go to sleepovers? That's not a hard one, but it is something for you to ask yourself. Has there been a legitimate concern or is this the declaration your friends have made? Or maybe did you have a bad experience? So again, consider why you're opposed to them or hesitant. The other thing will be, do you know everybody that will be there? Have you done some due diligence and some research? Do you know if the parents are going to be home? That's an important one. Do you know how many kids are to be expected? Not only will you not maybe know everybody, but do you know how many? Again, a small group, large group. Is it a parent's party and the kids are able to invite friends? Or is this a kid's party and mom and dad are just hanging out in the other room doing work or watching a movie? Is this a party or just a time for your kids to get together and be with close friends? And things to ask your kids. Why do you want to go? Let's just start with why do you want to go? Some of your kids aren't going to want to go. Some of them are absolutely going to just like die. Mom, 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 please, 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 please. Ask them why. There's a benefit to this. When we take the time to ask our kids why, one, we show them that we're interested in how they feel about an opportunity before them. And it gives us an opportunity to see what their motivators are. Ask your kids, do you know who's attending? Do you know what the nature of the gathering is? How do you feel? Do you feel confident? Do you feel you could be responsible with this freedom of being able to maybe go to a sleepover that you're going to be able to say no to any pressure that might be put on you or you be able to stay to the others, hey, I'm just not going to do that or that's not right. Because your kids can be put into very awkward and uncomfortable situations, but it's also an opportunity for them to learn how to handle some of those as well. So there's a fine line. It is not a cross-the-board spectrum of yes or no for every child, because every child has a different maturity level, has a, a different temperament and a personality. And some children, as they process something, they're very adamant about what they will and won't tolerate, and they're vocal about it, but some children aren't especially if you have a child that's a people pleaser. But as we close this out, I want you to consider this. And I've said this throughout the podcast. Open, honest communication is the key. Talking with your kids, your kids talking with you. Explaining the responsibility that comes with that privilege. Explaining the dangers that can come. And if you have concluded this is what, for now, our family is going to do, we're not going to do this, or we will consider each request individually, it all boils down to your ability to communicate your values, your convictions, and your child's ability to communicate their why as well. So make sure you go back and re-listen to this as we talked about the pros and the cons of having a sleepover. And then make sure you tune in next week and tell a friend so that they can join us. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. 
Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.